0: There. Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson. I'm here to dish out practical advice to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. So you know, we're going to be covering ground in the real estate industry. But you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun it's time for you to move up. Nashville Lifestyles Magazine is a staple that you see in most homes in Nashville and doctor's offices and libraries, really just about anywhere. So I'm excited today that our guest is the publisher of Nashville Lifestyles, Brian Berry. Brian is going to bring so much fun and interesting, silly conversation, but good meat of conversation on what's happening in real estate, what's happening around Nashville, and all the cool things his magazine talks about and brings it all together that makes this city tick, makes it exciting, makes it fun. So I can't wait for you to take a listen. Joining us today is Brian Berry, the publisher of my favorite magazine, Nashville Lifestyles. We are here today to just talk Nashville, the magazine, current trends, and fun past memories of past trends. Today's show is guaranteed to be fun, funny, and educational on Music City USA. So pour your coffee, buckle up your seatbelt, or put on your running shoes, however or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and let's do this. Hi, Brian. I
1: love that your listeners are coffee and running shoes and mine are probably like bourbon and more bourbon. I don't know.
0: Well, you know, I hope ours are bourbon, too. You know, wine, run the gamut. So – you know, we got you here today under the guise to talk about Nashville lifestyles, but we're really going to talk to you about your dating life.
1: Oh, I <laughs> <So> that- <laughs> would love This will be the shortest podcast you ever recorded. <laughs> Nothing's going—I wouldn't tell you if it was. <laughs> Christy Brian- knows all my secrets.
0: Brian is a dear friend of mine, and the guy—we go out and look at real estate because we we should live together at some point. He has half the house. I don't know why half. she
1: won't propose, but I've been waiting for years. <laughs> We like the same houses. We do. And it's like, if we could just, this is, I'm going to say it. If we could find a U-shaped ranch in our triangle, right? Yep. It, what do you call it? The golden, no, what do you call oh, it? Oh,
0: the golden triangle? The golden.
1: Tell mm-hmm. people what that is.
0: So the golden triangle to me, back in the day, Nashville was split up in areas. In area two, which is on the sort of the west side of town, it had I sort of I-65 south, I-40 west, and then you cut over you know, Woodmont or actually Harding Place. And everything within that triangle was the Golden Triangle. And everybody said, I've got a buyer in Golden Triangle. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we don't use that anymore. But we did find one on time. I mean, this is probably about five, six years ago. you think
1: I don't remember? We walked into this house. (laughs) Okay. We walk into this house and my friend who's an interior designer and my other friend who at the time we're dating, they're no longer, but I love them both. They were there. She went to them?
0: college with your friend, who I'll tell you, I'll disclose who it was later.
1: Okay, we'll we'll say Dying that part off. Dying to know. She didn't sign any releases, but they were there, and I was like, "Shit!" Oh, no, see, I've already cursed. You You're can curse. go, no, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Gonna, I was like, "We're going to get a bidding war with people we know," <laughs> and I think Ryan was there with me. Yeah, Ryan was there. Yeah, he's all dead to me. But um, anyway. <laughs> No, he's not, but he is. The, um, you'll never find his body. I'm kidding. We looked at this house. It was the perfect house. It was a ranch in a U-shape with a pool in the middle, a nice yard. That's basically like our two requirement. Like two-acre lot. I mean – I don't care about that. You love – I'm like put it on a postage stamp. <laughs> I don't care if like the driveways touch. I just want the pool, and I want plenty of space so like you, you can have your social space and then your own space – and the pool was perfect. The driveway was perfect. It had the circular driveway oh and God, the, the cool driveway. big garage. The circular mm. driveway is like my dream.
0: Yeah. And then <sighs> Do you remember how much that house was? Nothing. It was like Do you, what, I
1: remember exactly how much it was? One one? One, two, five. One, two, five. And, and now we it's probably were like, like, four, two, five. <laughs> we were like, they paid, I think they paid one, one. I was like, how dare they think they could get $100,000 in a year? <laughs> now people are like, I made one and a half million. I had it for like 18 months. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell?
0: Or they did head, the Nashville Post did their monthly headline homes for December. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it came out and oh, there was a couple who bought a house two years ago for um, three million out in Franklin and they just sold it for 8.5 million in two years. Uh, well. not, bad.
1: <laughs> not bad, not bad. Wait, I'm dying to see which house this is.
0: Go to the Nashville Post. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday they did headline homes. Yeah, yeah. And and for those who are, we're we're recording.
1: Oh yeah, in, this will in, be out later. Yeah, this
0: is, So we're recording in first Febu- of February for whenever this drops. But this was December's headline homes. I'm reading this because wow. I love when those headline homes come out because it's just fascinating to see who's buying, who's selling. So much of it is in a trust in those expensive homes.
1: used to be able to figure out who it was. Yeah.
0: Right. Not so
2: much anymore.
0: Well, here was something funny, and I have not emailed this to my clients yet. I have some clients who are, we just wrote an offer on a home that's 2.15 is the offer price. And they are very private. They're not buying it in a trust. They're buying it in their name. And they said, we don't want our friends to know how much we're paying for a home. We know that- this is going to be potentially a top sale or a headline home. So I'm looking at the headline homes and the lowest price in there was like $4 million. So Nashville has changed so dramatically on what those headline homes were oh. or are, excuse me, because they used to be, mm-hmm. you know, if you're over a million, you're a headline home. And yeah. now it's like if, if you're over 5000000 million, you're a headline home.
1: Okay, listen, I remember... Well, now we're jumping. See yeah, here we go. Yeah, that's okay. We,
0: th- we have no agenda so, other than to talk about natural lifestyles. here tonight. <laughs> so, As a reminder, Brian is the publisher.
1: <laughs> I'll tie it back. I know I'm going to tie it back. Now I just thought about this. Okay, so I actually, well, let me let me pause and rewind, flip it and reverse it. So when I was young, well, like I started. Yesterday? Oh, you're so sweet. I'm I'm anyway. We're not talking about age on this thing because I do need to get a date. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to know the truth. So when I was younger, I wanted to be a realtor. You know this. I got my license, but I immediately put in retirement because I was selling ads for the magazine that was here before Nashville Lifestyles. It was called Nashville Life and Business Nashville. It's long gone. That was in the 90s. That ages me. I was four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got someone to set you up with. Okay. Uh, sorry, Cancel the podcast. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Podcast over. Christy's work is done here. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. So the so there used to be – you guys know this. They used to print these giant freaking MLS books. Yeah. Bigger than a telephone book. Yep. Every week. Every week. And I remember I would get them from my aunt who was a realtor and flip through them. And the shit I like, the houses I like – excuse my language <laughs> – I would rip out and put on my thumbtack board. So I had a vision board before I knew what it was. I had Mercedes – I had um, a Rolex, I remember, it was the, it was the 90s, and that uh, these houses. There was a house at Northumberland that I was obsessed with. I can't even remember the address now, but anyway, I used to know it. I was like, it was Abbey something. I was like, I know the house. It's come on and off the market, but when it was built that year, I remember it was a million one, and I thought, oh my God. I'll never have that kind of – like a million-dollar home. Now you have a million-dollar home that is shared on a quarter of an acre with three other houses. It's like – it is wild. But to tie it back to National Lifestyles, our March issue – we come out monthly. Our March issue is most expensive homes. So my – I have an editor. We have an assistant editor, Nicole, who's amazing. Our editor is Allison. And Nicole is working on this piece. So she's been calling me because I usually do it myself, but I've got some projects going on. She's doing it, and she's wonderful. And she calls me the other day, and she's like, I mean, blah, 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 this, 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 and this. And she goes, this one is – she said the realtor said she thinks it's going to be under contract. I mean, do we want to look at anything that's under $5 I don't know. And I just started laughing. And she goes, I know. It's chump change, right? And I was like, yeah, here we are. Gosh. Like five – like I think the most expensive – and, you know, things come on and off every day – the most expensive home On our list Is like 17 million It's that huge one Out in um, Hidden River Oh yeah mm-hmm. And so And then of course Sylvia's house Has been on the market For a long time mm-hmm. The Nashville house And so anyways It's like you These houses though That 10 years ago Were A quarter Of the price I don't know It's uh, It's Half the price And, and yeah. I mean it's just yeah.
0: Like Yeah Something that Christy ten-
1: and I have been In most of them together
0: Yeah <laughs> Hey, so, I've got a safe search in Real Tracks for Brian of Cool Houses. I'm like, hey, man, you'll go look at this or he'll send me one. I'm and like, we
1: got to go in this one. We got to go in this one.
0: We went into one one time. It was on Hillsborough Road and it was. Sort of like a makeshift
1: castle. Oh my God, the castle house.
0: Oh my goodness, it was just it it was just funny and bizarre, and that is the fun <laughs> thing about looking at property with Brian. I mean, we we don't hold back, although we have to hold back a little bit because now when you show oh, property, there's the cameras, cameras everywhere.
1: everywhere,
0: so you monitor your speech, you monitor because you don't want to be offensive to sure. anybody because what we think is hysterical or bizarre, someone truly
1: loves. loves.
0: I <laughs> mean. <laughs> Which, all right, I've got to ask y'all this question because, Brian, you've been into enough houses where you can answer this. So, I was being interviewed for a magazine this week. It's a realtor magazine, not
1: yep. a, um, not Nashville Lifestyles. I love and- how you got protected. <laughs> I love it. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't
0: <laughs> yours. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always call me. Yes. Um, And the question was, what's one of the um, weirdest things? This is for the business journal. What's one of the most bizarre things you've seen when you've shown property or Ooh. in a house? And, you know, we see so many weird things. And so I had two that were just off the top of my head. And the weirdest thing for me was, and this is when I first started. And so this is in the early 90s, mid 90s. There was a house off of West End and they had a grow room in their attic. (laughs) And it was being rented out. I was so naive. My my person I was working with, when we went into the attic, it was a walk-in attic, a walk, you know, where you didn't have to pull down the stair. You just walked into it. And there's like this aluminum foil greenhouse in the attic. I'm like, oh my God, are they growing tomatoes? What is-? And he just looked at me, and the other realtor who was with Mm-mm. us looked at me too, and then going, what rock did you crawl out from under? This is a grow room. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a little greenhouse, sort of. Are they growing tomatoes <laughs> or African violets? <laughs>
1: That's what it so was
0: That's how naive I was
1: <laughs> Oh my god And the
0: other weird thing are dolls You'll go into houses that have yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dolls with That's their, creepy uh, It's so creepy And it's just usually people, they've just collected dolls and they love dolls But it always freaks me out a little bit I
1: mm-hmm. went in this house, not for sale, but for a photo shoot It's actually the first big photo shoot I did with the magazine when I came back Because I left, came back to be publisher in 12? Thir- 13 Went to this celebrity's home debating if I should say her name. I won't say her name because I'm going to tell you what I saw. <laughs> so beautiful estate, Green Hills-ish. I'm not going to say where because you don't want to protect privacy these days. She had a huge party barn, like enormous party barn. And then like a barn for the land. She had a church that she had bought from South Carolina and brought in. A church? A church. How many acres? Chapel. Oh, it's huge. When okay. I, I'll tell you. You'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking okay. Like, mouthing it. So, for those of you that didn't hear. So, um, <laughs> so the, the inside of this party barn is split up. So, it's gorgeous and it feels like an old saloon, like the West. And I was mm-hmm. like, this just doesn't feel like her, but that's her thing. Recording studio, all this stuff. So, you come in and there are these faces in these wooden boxes. And I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? What is that? And the person said, it's a death mask. What they used to do is they would cover somebody's mask or their face with wax and make an imprint of their dead face, Mm. and that's how they'd remember them. So she had famous people's death masks. Like, I can't remember now who it was. I want to say Wyatt Earp was one, but I might be getting this way wrong, because I was so nervous just to be there with her, much less, like, see this weird shit in her (laughs) (laughs) house. (laughs) <laughs> and then like, she had some dolls, and then she had the um, the chapel of the church, which was lovely. It was just like – I'm like, who gets to live like this? Who brings a church from South Carolina? To well, Peace- she told me that she found it, and it was for sale, and it was falling down, and she liked it. And she's, I'll never forget that she goes, you know, riding around the country in a tour bus is kind of like having a big U-Haul. And I was like, Yeah. So she just like chucked Put it whatever on skids she wanted and brought
0: it over. Do you dismantle it and rebuild it? I, you must have to. Okay, yeah. like a log cabin. I know you. Yeah. To,
1: so okay. And it was really pretty. But the death mask thing, I yeah, was like, this is interesting. Yeah. It's a real thing. Wow. What else have y'all seen? Anything? So I
2: was in a house showing, and there were swords mounted on the wall, kind of like art. Okay. Okay. Three or four. Like those? (laughs) Just kidding.
0: (laughs) Those those are arrows. Those are arrows. (laughs) We're pointing in this where we're sitting right now. Those those are arrows, not swords.
2: Look like some type of reenactment type. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like Game of Thrones? Yes. Yes. A few of them go into another room. There's more. Uh, And they kind of start creeping up (laughs) towards the ceiling and across the wall and like uh -uh. ninchucks. And I was like, Okay, third room. Get me out of here. Like, why do we have all of this medievalish type weaponry as art mm. on wow. the wall? Uh huh. Yeah, that I wanted to leave very quickly. I was like, you don't want this house. <laughs> there's, there's a bad. There's it, a bad vibe. Just doesn't no. feel right. Let's leave. <laughs> We're going to the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I'm gonna be like. a big turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> a few, okay, but third room. I was like, yeah, let's leave. It's like the dolls. I bet you they know, knew the castle home? people. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that castle house had so much potential.
2: Yeah. Did
0: it have a pool?
1: It had a pool on the, the side? side. Yeah. What I love about Christy is she doesn't forget any ha- – like, I don't forget the ones I see, but I'm seeing those for myself, right, generally. And then Christy sees how ma- every house probably that's on the market or 75% or greater, and she remembers everything about them. She does.
0: I can't remember. I can remember the name or a face, but I can remember a house and Same. your birthday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember a birthday, but I can remember a house. There's so many that I go back. It's kind of like dating. I'm like, man, first you see it and you're like, oh, this has potential. I think I like this house. I could do something with this, right? <laughs> or it's like, damn, that's a nice pool, which – Acclimate that to whatever you want. (laughs) So so, something about the house or person, you're like, I really like that part. I can forgive the rest. And then later you think, well, you didn't do it for some reason or you did it and decided to back out or whatever. And then you're like, oh, man. Thinking back later, I'm like, the Tyne house, though, the one with the driveway Mm -hmm. and the pool, top And it had tennis courts. Didn't it have a tennis court in the very back? But do you remember it had – okay, so these poor (laughs) people, who knows who owns it now because it did sell. The backpack had trash behind it. Do you remember that? Yep. So there's like a tennis court and then a dump. And I was like, that feels not okay. Like health wise. Like that's I've got people for that who could carry that stuff away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't you worry. I've, I've got, got people, people for everything. I got that's people. True.
1: She's got the people. Yeah. Oh um... my God, the houses. That was that was a good one though.
0: Yeah it was so let's let's talk about natural lifestyles for just a minute
1: <laughs> <laughs> that old thing, or, yeah. actually, that old thing. <laughs> but
0: actually let me go back to something you said before that so when i meet with a buyer the first thing we start talking about is is looking what you're looking for in a home. And I tell them I'm like looking for a house is like online dating.
1: Yes. it
0: mm-hmm. you pull you're pulling it up online, you're looking at the pictures, you're reading the descriptions and you're like, "Oh, this house looks really promising." And you go and see it and it's so funny how the pictures can be so you've been deceiving. Cat-fished. That's not you've been cat-fished. Cat-fished. <laughs> Exactly, Heather. Heather yes. just nailed it. And um it is. It's just like Online dating, or they had somebody else write the script for what goes with the picture because, or you know, a very wide-angle lens. So
1: it uh, is so, so often shot myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staged at all times. Oh You're god, hilarious! I don't use any new photos. I gave not nude, new is in current? <laughs> I only use nude photos on my online dating. Nice. <laughs> god, sorry. All right, I'll never do a podcast again. <laughs> Sorry. I got you off topic.
0: And Now I can't stop laughing. I knew this would be the case. How do you decide what to put in your magazine? I've always wanted to know that.
1: So we have a little team. And so we have a an editorial calendar that we meet about every year, multiple times, obviously. But you usually start in the summer and think through what's going to be in the coming year. Mm-hmm. So we have different topics for each month. And those usually tie to an event or something else that, you know. And the magazine's been around for 22 years. So
0: I'm just about to start laughing.
1: because You're already laughing, now. and I'm being serious. <sighs> Take me seriously, Christy. <laughs> okay. I'll,
0: I'll, sit here. I'll sit here quietly.
1: <laughs> you don't have to. Okay. So, yeah, so we do these uh, – that's monthly. And the magazine's 22 years old. We're the oldest magazine in the market that's paid for There's a lot of free publications, but we actually have subscribers. And I bet you have realtors who listen, so I will plug this. The coolest thing that I think we do in the market is we attract newcomers, and we do that through realtors. Mm -hmm. Realtors have really helped us build our business, so I'm grateful to all realtors because they get people who are looking for a home that are probably moving here or moving out of an apartment, or they just came because of their job. And we've been lucky to work with a lot of new companies that come into town, and we'll get them subscriptions in their reload packets because to me the most valuable reader to not just realtors but to anybody if you're a car dealership a hair salon the mall whoever you are you want the people who are new to town because they don't have their buying habits established Mm -hmm. they're not like i know where to shop i know where to get this i know where to get that so it's like you want to like find somebody that you know you can establish your habits with Mm -hmm. So we have that. Then we started a home magazine that comes out in the spring and the fall called At Home, where we do interior design stuff, um, trends. You know, We profile beautiful homes, things that I want to buy but can't afford to. And then we have a weddings magazine. This is twice a year now because weddings are huge. I mean, people are getting married during the week, which still blows my mind. It blows mm-hmm. my mind, too. You know, our and, Tuesday
0: afternoon wedding. Yeah. Right? <laughs>
1: huh?
0: Just yeah. can't get space. Yeah. Well, you I cannot. guess so. You cannot. You yeah, cannot.
1: And if you're one of the big places like Country Music Hall of Fame mm-hmm. or Cheekwood or whatever, I mean, God bless them because they're booked up for you know years at this yeah. point. We also have a cocktail magazine near and dear to my heart called Swig. So we do a lot of those things. And then pre-pandemic, we were doing like 30 events a year. We started back on events. We're trying to be safe about them. Uh, we've had bartender competitions, which are a lot of fun we've done a women in business event we've got a big event uh let's see if this is playing in march i'm trying to think our um, burger event is coming up it will be outdoors so that'll be fun that'll be in april our cocktail event will be in march um what am i forgetting a terrible publisher beautiful people that's not until october yeah so
0: oh you're talking about what's coming up yeah so like
1: when you go so like typically march is a cocktail event and then the burger thing is april may is a dog event we we did last year yeah. a series with the dogs at the mall which was great cuz people can get out and like meet all these vendors and have a portrait of your dog and a photo of your dog and all this kind of stuff and then june we don't typically do as much but this year we're looking at a couple of options And then we get into the fall, which is super busy because that's when we have women in business, most beautiful people. We have a brunch competition. Brunch, sorry, my accent, my accent. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's crazy. I think last year we did like seven or eight events. And this year we're going back to one or two a month. So Well, so I'm trying to
0: remember on my magazines, do y'all do just the restaurant issue or the breakfast issue or brunch? You do do both because I keep those at my house all year round to, to flip through. Well, yeah. I do that, cause I always choose the same three restaurants, you know, cause they're on a flight path. So
1: guilty. Yeah. Yes.
0: And I'm like, wait, let me get my national lifestyles out. And because mm-hmm. you can Google, but it just brings up Yelpie stuff. Right, and right. so I like want y'all do. Cause when you great Google, job. it's all paid, right? Yeah, Like yes.
1: all the search stuff is paid. <clears throat> so April is our food restaurant issue. So this year it's going to be our favorite restaurants and we're going to break it down by category. So like, our favorite places for this, our favorite steakhouses, our favorite breakfast spots, the best place for a taco, the best place for a martini. So all these kinds of things. So that'll be in the April issue. And then the Swig Magazine is similar. It's a little more cocktail driven and that comes out in February and August. And then in the fall or winter, I guess, November, is when we do our brunch competition and that's when we do our breakfast issue. So yeah, we, we love the food. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first time homebuyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender in MLS number 1761767. There's so many new restaurants yeah. in town. It's hard to keep up. What is the last newest one you went to?
0: silence i know i'm trying what to, to think. think so i ate at the optimist but that's not new anymore well and i've eaten new there like anymore. four times i've already eaten there four times i love the optimist
1: I have you done lola that.
0: no and it's right down the street from me you so, gotta go okay. i'll go with
1: you it's so much fun it's the fawas i'm not paid for this the fawas family although you can buy me a drink fawas family if you're listening um <laughs> It's right there next to Sylvan Park. It's next um, to Park Cafe. Park Cafe. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's
0: at, the, it's at the corner of Murphy Road and 44th Avenue.
1: See? There mm-hmm. you go. It's so cute. It's a little house they built. Uh, it's real Spanish tapas. They have a great song there. She is Spanish. She is so cool. Um, I loved it. And they have a really cute patio. So when the weather's warm, it's indoor-outdoor. Big fan. Big. It's been my favorite, newest place lately. Oh, good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's on my list, and I just... Haven't gotten there.
1: So many good spots. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, and then the W has opened Carney Mar, which is their steakhouse. There's just I mean, there's the Dutch, so many I mean, restaurants. The Dutch. I've been at the Dutch twice already too. Yeah, and, yeah, um, mm-hmm, yeah. It's
2: been good both times.
1: Good. So, yeah. What yeah. about you,
2: Heather? Um, so most recently, we went and ate brunch at the twelve
1: thirty club. Yeah, yes. and we had, had dinner there. It was, was a really night. good brunch place. I love that spot. I we didn't had know our they beautiful did brunch. Oh yeah, they do everything. It was very good. We had our beautiful people party there. Were their first event and I was like, "Damn, this is cool." Like yeah. it is so nice and it's huge.
0: There it's huge. Their um Supper Club that we had dinner at the Supper Club Saturday night. Mm-hmm. The bands that played were fabulous and they weren't so loud. This is a national thing that makes me freaking nuts is how loud the music is in mm-hmm. a in a small restaurant and you can't talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, or you're the bass is making your fork thump on your plate. and um, But the band was just perfect. I don't know if oh, it was the acoustics good. of the place or what, but it was... It's it so was, pretty. It's so pretty. And it does feel very supper clubby, like Frank Sinatra-ish, if
1: yeah. you will. Well, and then they have the private club in the middle, mm-hmm. right? And then, so upstairs is supper club, and then they have a rooftop too. It's, if people well, haven't been, you should go, but you need a reservation because good luck. Right. Even during the week, it's like... That's everywhere in
0: Nashville you need a reservation on any given night. And for lunch. I make reservations for lunch now because you just can't get in. Or it's going to be a 30-minute wait
1: or
2: whatever. Right, right. We were trying to go to Bourbon Steak right after Christmas.
1: Bourbon is one of my all-time favorites. Could not
2: get in. We're finally going in March, but could not get in.
1: Yeah. You've been before, though. I have
2: not. Oh, Oh, you haven't? I've never been.
1: Let me tell you. They start you out with complimentary French fries Mm. To, you need to pace. <laughs> this is what I tell people about bourbon steak. You need to pace your meal out because you go in and you're like, "I'm gonna want this and this and this and this." There's no way you'll eat that food because they're gonna give you three f- sets of French fries to start, three different with three different sauces. Oh my god! To die for. Mm-hmm. At this point, you're probably on drink number two, so you're feeling great. Then you're gonna get a nap. You're just stabilizing. Are you kidding you're, me? <laughs> and you're up high, so the altitude's yes,
0: altitude problem.
1: <laughs> you have to do it, and then like. You know, it's you could easily share an entree. My point is like, study the menu. It's amazing. The views are insane up there. It's still to me the best the finest restaurant in Nashville. And there's a lot of contenders. But to me, Bourbon Steak is the finest restaurant. Good, good plug. Good yeah, I love good bourbon, to too. Followed closely by Jeff Ruby. which That's where we're going next. Oh, I, Jeff Ruby is a party. It I is a party. I
0: love Jeff Ruby, except that's where I chose to watch the second half of the Tennessee Titans and Cincinnati uh, Beagle, Beagle's. Yeah, good. Yeah. Bingles. Forgetting that that is a restaurant- from Cincinnati, and they had bust in the Bengal fans. Now, I love me some Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but um, not that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And um, and Sunday was hard watching him and Patrick Mahomes because I love them both so much. I didn't care who won. Anyways, I totally digress off of Jeff Ruby. But it's fun. I mean, they've got the little piano player in the bar. Oh, yeah. You can dance. The mm-hmm. energy's so awesome.
1: It is. And the food is great. The steaks are wonderful. That's what they're steaks known for. Steaks are wonderful. But they have the sushi Monaco. that people mm-hmm. overlook. Don't sleep on the sushi. I'm just saying.
0: Good to know. Well, I can't wait to read your restaurant magazine. Like I said, that's where my Bible, and then the breakfast one, because Mm -hmm. even though I do enjoy to drink, I also do enjoy going to church on Sunday, and (laughs) I'm looking for my place for after church,
1: <laughs> I drink a little, but I love Jesus. I do.
0: <laughs> Actually, my kitchen towel says I cuss a little, and I still love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I try not to cuss on the show, but I bring Brian on, so he can yeah, cuss for luck. us all. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll cover that. Thank oh, you. I'm, so I'm trying proud. to get
0: better. I was telling Brian, I just read this article um, about Sarah Jessica Parker, who I just love, and. Everyone's talking about her. She's so sweet. She doesn't cuss. I'm like, "Mm,
1: I need to be more like Sarah Jessica
0: Parker. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And always, I feel you. She's great.
0: Yeah. Well, let's see. One last question on your – well, two questions. Your topics are the same. Have you ever thought about taking changing topics up for your annual? Oh, yeah,
1: we have. Yeah. We've moved things around. We had to do a lot of things differently when the pandemic happened. Mm, you know, like we true. did a whole issue on the tornado. Does anyone re- even remember the tornado from 2020, right? We put that out, oddly enough, right when the um, pandemic was starting, right? Because it all, like, blurred together. Yeah. It was like the tornado happened and then the world shut down, like – It was crazy. It's like the things that, you know, so we move things around and like, for instance, the breakfast issue will change or the restaurant issue will change, meaning the theme, right? Sometimes it's the best dishes. Sometimes it's the best restaurant. Sometimes Mm. it's, you know, category specific. So we do that.
0: So I just want to circle back around to how you guys use the realtors as your allies to help you. Oh, yeah. So one thing that I do is we send the clients I sell properties to that year send them a subscription to national lifestyles and you work great with realtors and your clients love Mm -hmm. it. It's not an expensive thing, but it's very meaningful and and it's a
1: great value for the money too. Yeah. It's like 10 bucks and you, it puts your name in front of them. So it's like, it would say, you know, if it was coming to me, it would say a gift from Christy Wilson. Mm -hmm. And so, I think the beauty of that is that you can use it as a thank you. You can use it as marketing. If you're trying to, if someone's like, I just moved to Nashville or I'm thinking about moving to Nashville, then they'll kind of get a taste for it, no pun intended, of what to do. Because we cover, you know, calendar, what's happening in town, charities, events. We always put a home in, we always do the restaurant stuff. And then the features kind of rotate each month.
0: How do you keep up with going to all the events? Because y'all do tons. And I know you've gotten a little reprieve over COVID. Yeah. But-
1: you know, it's interesting. I always, when I, in the beginning of COVID, would ask people on my podcast, I would say, what's one good thing you've learned from all this? And they would ask the same of me. And I would say, well, that you don't have to do what you used to do. Things are back now. And it's interesting. Next week is a great example. So I'm on the board for Soho House. For the Soho House is coming to town. Mm-hmm. And so, which is one of the questions I had for you. And I'll go quickly because we're going to run out of time. But um Soho House and Antique and Garden Preview Show are the same night. I'm like, well, I can't literally same time. I'm like, I can't be at both places. And this is what we're turning into again, where it's like Mm -hmm. three, four, five things going on at once. So it's interesting. So I have a little team and the most important thing is photography. So we're fortunate enough to work with a lot of great photographers. They'll either send us the photos or we'll assign them the, the job to take them, whatever, or my team will go. It's just a lot happening and you can't cover everything. So the other thing I encourage is if people are having an event, if I were planning an event or I was a social chair of an event, I would hire my own photographer because you can tell them what you want shot, how you want your event represented, and then send that to the media Mm -hmm. because you have a little control there and you can make sure like, you know, if you want to make sure your chairs are photographed in front of something specific, like you know, the flower wall or something, or your guest speaker is photographed in front of a banner with your biggest sponsor's name on it. Like you control that as opposed to just someone who's taking pictures. Cause there's a ton of social photographers who are great, but if I'm doing the event, I want it to look and feel the way I want it to look and feel. Right. So yeah. Good to
0: know. And at the, for those of y'all who are listening, who've not opened up a Nashville Lifestyles, the last, what, six, Pages are full of events yep. and pictures of mm-hmm. people out and about doing yeah. stuff. And you know, you always flip through there, like, did I make a picture? Or yeah, oh, I know that? that
1: person. Or I'm like, who's cute? Who's yeah. this? And then <laughs> Why you don't can I know this person? Them. <laughs> <laughs> stalk them on Instagram. It's terrible. It's true. <laughs> it's so true, Brian. <laughs> All right, I want to ask you a question in closing. Okay. What is one real estate trend you would like to never see again? Oh, that's
0: a good one. Um, This dates back to the 90s. I think anything that has to do with, like, wallpaper borders.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: I mean, that that trend, I I can't believe (laughs) wallpaper's coming back. Textured ceilings. Textured ceilings, yeah. That's a good one, too. It's awful. Barnwood.
1: I think barn, barn should be illegal.
0: Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> well, I have seen some homes that are over shiplapped. Um, <laughs> I have definitely seen that.
1: Uh, over shiplapped. Over
0: lapped. Too yeah. much. I, and I, you know, the jewel toned walls, when each room was a different jewel tone, like you had your jewel tone blue, your jewel tone oh, green, yeah. your jewel tone Now, I like the jewel tones coming back, but I like it in moderation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But it's odd. Every, stuff that's old is now becoming new again.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: but what about you? You, you barn. I hate no, barnwood with sorry. a passion. <laughs> I love brass. I've held on to my brass so yes. tightly, and now it's kind of coming back.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Although you have to come over because the I'm dying to see the renovation. The bathroom is done. The bedroom is almost done. The kitchen's going to give me a nervous breakdown.
0: Well, I have to brag on a client of mine who's moving here from LA. She's fabulous. She'll make a great Nashvillean. And when she was here looking at homes. <laughs> She's like, don't you sell me an eight track tape? I'm like, do what?
1: She's like, <laughs> I almost spit water want, out my no, nose. I, I literally.
0: Water almost water come out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> she's And I, I use this term now. She's like, I don't want one of those little trendy, modernish houses that aren't going to be in style. She's like, now a true modern house that is timeless, that's what I want. Right. But I don't want an eight track tape.
2: That's amazing. And so
0: I'm looking at some of these homes and I'm like, ooh, that's an eight track tape. Yep. And oh, it yeah, And they just put a. Put some of the architecture that's out there right now in a new
1: context for me. Well, this is the cha- – and then I know we're running out of time. I'm sorry. Get started. Oh, we're totally good. The challenge I think we have as a city, right? Like we we bitch about traffic. I bitch about traffic. I was sitting on Estes forever today because they were delivering lumber to build a house. Yeah. So I'm like, you can't I know, I know
0: exactly where you're sitting.
1: You know, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So th- the trick is – I'll never forget. It was like 2000. I would just taken a job in Chicago and I was on a plane with my boss. And he pointed out the window and he was like, Nashville will keep growing because of that green space. He's like, flying to Chicago, you don't see that. It's parking lots, buildings, rooftops. You don't see the green space. We still have that here, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like the challenge we have though is making it cohesive. Cause I, listen, I appreciate, and you know this, I appreciate modern architecture. I appreciate a classic bungalow and a ranch. But when they're built side by side, Mm -hmm. it's kind of wonky. So it's like, how do you figure out how to not make Nashville look like a Disneyland of real estate, you know, architecturally speaking. There are neighborhoods, big name, I will say this because you're not saying this. Laurel Brook is beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's like you have every architectural style piled up and they're all two, three, five, ten million dollars and they're gorgeous, but it's a little Epcot y, right? It's like, and then you go through and you have the new builds that are slammed up against the little houses, and other little houses will go away. But some of them are really cool. And I'm like, I just – I hate to see us turn into tall and skinny fill, you know?
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah. So the way that gets protected it, a little bit is – and and I have fought this much of my career are the historic overlays, the yeah. conservation overlays, stuff like that. But in light of half of Nashville being torn down to put up stuff – like. We are in Tornado Alley, mm-hmm. and some of these yeah. neighborhoods that are all tall and skinnies that Scary. tornadoes seem to hit every 30 years, to me, someday may look like a bunch of matches. Yeah, yeah no you doubt. know? And that that's a little bit troubling to me, not to go to a negative space here, yeah. but to create cohesiveness, I mean, there's really no answer for that without some kind of protection of the... Of a historic district Because that's happening In our older neighborhoods Yeah And that's a fight too Because you don't want Another layer of government Regulation over you Defining what you can And can't do On the property you own But at the same time Yeah I I hate these Towering homes I mean there's a height restriction Yeah And somehow These builders get away With not having to adhere To these height restrictions And Yeah It makes me crazy Yeah Or they're just like
1: wedged My old neighborhood That I love and adore My old home Was torn down And I haven't seen what they're putting on it yet, but I drove through because my neighbor texted me a picture and I drove through and I'm like, gosh, these houses are just wedged on these lots. And I'll never forget a builder came to me. Well, I asked him to come. This was in like 06. And I was like, can I do these things? And he was like, nope. He was like, this this, won't fit the building envelope and all this stuff. And I was like, those days are long Long gone, gone. long gone. I mean, it's crazy. I
0: think you were living in my brain yesterday because I was driving down (laughs) the street and I'm looking at all these giant new builds with the garage behind it with the 800 square feet above the garage. They're giant garages, giant... And then you get 20, you know... Square feet basically of backyard, yeah. And I don't know how these get through stormwater, I, I just don't know the answer to that. I'm not a builder,
1: I'm not a developer, but it's oh, like Belmont 12 South, that's what it is. It's like yeah. there's a second home behind, but it's a garage, yeah, that mm-hmm. has like who knows what over it, yeah. It, and
0: so it somehow gets through the zoning process of that it should just have a single family home, but yet they're running above these
1: detached accessory dwelling units. So, yeah, I well, don't
0: know. That's a we could do a whole nother show on I mean, hun, the whys.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating to me though. And but the I, prices, I, just anyway. Yeah, the prices.
0: I do know one thing. Brian Barry has awesome taste in houses. So because well, we
1: have the same I taste know. in
0: houses, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> every house. It's like oh, there was one house we went in. out there for not that long ago in Woodmont, and or off Woodmont, it was in Wilson. Remember the Wilson house we went in? Give me a minute. Yes. Had a yes we literally at one point stopped and looked at each other <laughs> it was like she stopped looked at me and i was like what is she and i was like oh my god and like literally we're both like i won't say <laughs> what it was about because those people are anyways lovely people lovely home but we don't even have to speak anymore <laughs> we speak
0: each other's unspoken language
1: <laughs> fluently like, we can just look at each other and be like <laughs>
0: oh, oh, awesome. oh my god this has been so much fun I know let's go yeah. look at houses now okay I'll go find some <laughs> I'll go find the three that are on the market and we'll go see them
1: there's nothing yeah. I
0: know nothing. Brian thank you for joining yes. us love you. Today. Thank, thank you for having me thank you for you. having me this is yes, fun this, this is, is really great. fun thanks everyone for tuning in if you have any questions that you want us to answer about real estate about Nashville about entrepreneurship community involvement about Brian Berry's secret life <laughs> <laughs> Then email us to podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com and we will be happy to answer it on our next show. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full-service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com
2: hey if you're loving the show go find that little follow button on your podcast app this will ensure you won't miss a single episode until next time